Hello to Fest listeners, and welcome to the penultimate episode of the season. There's only two of us. Oh my god. That's one less than the ultimate episode. Exactly. Just like there's one less of us here today. It's me, Jay, and Angelo is with me, and that is all. Oh my god, does that mean the last episode is literally just going to be one person? Are we are we secretly <laughs> it's taking just a monologue. each participant out? <laughs> it's just the, a monologue. The, the, true, <laughs> the true last episode will be nothing but silence. There is an, uh, what do you call it? Isn't there a YouTube video of that where it's like 14 hours of silence? I'm pretty damn sure there is. I wouldn't be surprised if that was the case. I feel like that's something that should exist, but I don't know why. I believe it's actually like a copyrighted work, or at least it used to be, because copyright does run out sometime. Thank you, Disney. Um, Or rather, no thanks to Disney. (laughs) But I believe it is like um, some sort of performance work, technically speaking. Very technically speaking. Where, yeah, it's just silence. So, Oh, my God. I guess we shouldn't be infringing on copyright. <laughs> so I guess that means, I guess that means we'll continue. Continue we'll to, to deliver yeah. our, our dulcet tones to you, the listener. Hello, my dulcet tones. <laughs> my dulcet toes. Mm-hmm. Um, but as I said, this is the second last episode of the season. Thank you so much to all of those who listened throughout the season. Hopefully we've been able to entertain you at least an hour a week. Um, I think next we episode, have. Yeah, next episode we'll I be covering our anime reviews from last season and previewing summer anime for the next season while we're away. Let's go. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, what you've been up to? I have finally started feeling better after after being deathly ill. Mm-hmm. Deathly ill, which we covered last week, so I, I won't recap too much. But uh, if I remember right, we recorded last Friday, or was it Saturday? I and then <laughs> by Monday, by Monday, I woke up and I was like, ah, I feel very good. I feel... Almost normal. And then Tuesday came around and I was completely back to normal. It felt it felt very good. That's good. I'm still coughing. I, I still have like a, a, a very occasional cough. Like one <clears throat> every like mm-hmm. six hours, you know? It, mm-hmm. it feels more like the regular living sort of throat clearing cough than mm-hmm. any kind of uh, a, a COVID uh, eruption of virus. disease. Exactly. Exactly. That's good. So uh, I'm feeling much, much better. Hooray for us. Which is nice because that means that I can finally start. I can finally start doing this thing that you and I have been intending to do for about half a year now. They're uh, having babies. So been... Oh, good. <laughs> Good lord, no. Good, don't even. Shinzo Abe will not get his way with us. 
But uh, uh, we have been looking at new places. So we've been renting a, a fairly nice, a reasonably nice house. A reasonably okay. nice house for a few years When we now. say reasonably nice, we have detailed and documented some of the trials and tribulations of this place, such as intermittent so, flooding. Such <laughs> as... Uh, and not having a kitchen. Kitchen so, yes. being out for half a year, uh, yeah. such as the roof leaking uh, last winter, flooding our storage room, uh, ruining a bunch of stuff. Actually, did it? It actually didn't ruin almost anything. We got got pretty lucky there. But mm-hmm. uh, and then in the middle of the winter, the furnace almost breaking. Mm-hmm. And that really was that really was the final straw. There was uh, one day, one day in the winter, where we went to bed and it was kind of cold. We were like, "Ooh, it's a bit chilly. What's going on with the furnace?" Uh, and we woke up and it was like 13 degrees in the house. And that was uh, a problem. Mm-hmm. So, quite frankly, I have I have two ways of thinking about this. Either we've run through everything that can possibly go wrong with this house. Or whatever goes wrong next is probably going to be apocalyptic. Hmm. I, I feel like... There, it, it's one of those two options, and I don't want to stick around to find out which one it is, you know? Well, I hope you find something soon here, because it's summertime, and people be moving. Exactly. Summer it is busy. the time to move. And so, we've been looking around, and the more I think about it, there are certain things, certain things that are just, I need, and I haven't really thought about needing them. Until now that the opportunity arises. One of the one of the smallest, weirdest things that mm-hmm. annoys me to no end about the house that I'm at right now is that the stove has almost no countertop space beside it. Mm. And it's not that that's impossible to work with because you can just turn around and like you have the you have the, the counter opposed sure. the stove. It's you can't really be doing it two things at once on each one but mm. beside the stove is maybe a, a a one foot by one foot triangle if that makes sense a pizza slice worth of of countertop space basically mm. enough for a spice rack and to place your spoon right and that's about it and uh, it's just exceptionally inconvenient i kind of get that my place is sort of similar, like, because I have, my stove is right beside the wall and a bit of counter space than sink, essentially. But I don't think it's as bad as yours. I'd rather have a square of counter space versus the pizza of counter space that you have. A, a pizza slice worth of counter space is not incredibly useful. <laughs> it, well, it's like cabinets. It's like, um, if you have cabinets underneath, right, like... uh. That corner is basically worthless. Like, I know that there are some configurations that people have built in where essentially there's like a sliding cabinet or some sort of um, sliding shelf that can either rotate. Like, they people try to use some sort of ingenious method to make that corner worth of 
space uh, uh, usable for storage or some other function. But just generally speaking, the corner is the least useful space you can have in a kitchen in terms of counter space. Yeah, yeah. Very, very true. Very so. true. And so that is one of, I feel like, a list of things that I want in a new place. Just proper, proper cupboard space around the stove to make cooking just that much more enjoyable. But when mm. I was thinking about it, it's like, okay, well, obviously there's things like, oh, you want some windows. You want some windows. But the direction of the window is kind of important if you like house plants, you know? You know? Yeah. And so all of those things. Ideally, like a southern facing window might be the best because that way you get a lot of good sun throughout the day as opposed to like an east or west facing window. You only get summer or sun during a certain part of the day. A mm. north facing window is almost always like kind of shady. West is my least favorite though. What's that? West is my least favorite. Because it's always coming in at sun uh, sunset. Exactly. So in the it, like in the daytime, you don't get a lot of or sorry, in the wintertime daytime, you don't get a lot of sun anyways. Like it's just all concentrated into what you would call the south side. So you don't get a lot of sun. But in the summertime, you get way too much sun. And it's just hot the entire day. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It just sucks. And I was thinking about this. And I was like, oh, well, obviously, I want good lighting. I want good mm. lighting for my uh, for some houseplants. And then I was thinking about it. I was like, wait a minute, though. I also need a room. That does not get constant sunlight for anime figures. Part mm. of me, I I have no data to back this up, <laughs> but the the intuitive thing to me is that direct sunlight on anime figures is probably a bad thing. Probably direct a bad sunlight thing. in general is bad for most things. Like I mean, paint will peel. Things just get bleached and old and not good in general. Um, older plastics in general also get damaged. Essentially, it uh, sunlight breaks them down through the UV rays. And I want my plastic waifus to be uh, bright and colorful for the rest of my life. I'll be honest. I If I didn't know any better, I would say that the best storage for like figurines would be a walk-in freezer. <laughs> That's Man, my guess. I didn't even think about that, but that that actually sounds pretty good. That, That's probably so, more true than not if I had to really put an so educational here's, guess into it. Here's the plan. Clearly, I need a place with a nice kitchen, a walk-in freezer, or maybe even a wine cooler. But just buy one a restaurant. wall of the freezer or wine cooler just becomes like the anime figure wall. Just live in a restaurant. I go in there. <laughs> I go in there on, on like a hot summer day to cool down and enjoy the moe. So I totally get all the things you're saying. And you're currently starting the process, which is like still kind of fun, but there's like a little bit of stress attached to it. Now, I can say that like with a certain amount of certainty that I think the most fun time when you're looking at properties is actually when you're not needing to. It's just looking at properties for fun. So like, you know, for example, on Zillow, there's just like a whole wide amount of properties mostly in the u.s but they're like you get a lot of crazy stuff 
like normal looking houses with crazy interiors or super rich people places or whatever it might yes. be. Yes. And I know exactly what you're talking about. You know, because we're both talking rental market in Calgary, I've looked at a lot of uh, listings um, in Calgary. Some of them are just like for fun, like they're like temporary ones, uh, as in like not year long uh, uh, rentals or whatever it might be. But there are some pretty crazy ones in Calgary, ones where I feel like there's demonic energy and and pure, (laughs) like, like literally it deals psychic damage to me. Uh, type places in Calgary that I've seen up for rent. Um, One place that Dio will not stop talking about is what she has affectionately dubbed the Scooby-Doo house. And so I've heard about it, but I haven't, (coughs) excuse me, I haven't actually seen it. You know, that one visual gag in Scooby-Doo, but I mean, a lot of other old media as well. Where there is like a hallway with six or seven or five thousand doors, right? And they like and enter you have and exit through a bunch of them, and it's uh, like, what do you? What's that one classic piece of music that they play? Uh, Yakety Sax, That's the Benny it. Hill music. Thank you. Yes, yeah. exactly. I got so you. The I got first you. picture in do you the have a album. Listing? I might have it somewhere deep in the Google, DMs with Dio. It would be almost impossible to find, though. Oh. But uh, imagine. Imagine a house that has, like, dated 1960s wood paneling. Sure. For every single fixture in the house. I mean, that's the way they do. So, like, the walls, the molding, everything. Everything. And then they have a bunch of mismatched doors. Yep. Mismatched doors, poorly lit, dimly lit. Like, you know that if you don't walk into there and find a a, a gang of ragtag rascals and their talking dog, Mm -hmm. that you're probably actually just going to get attacked by a demon, you know? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's the kind of house that it was. I uh I have seen places like that that are like terrifying but also like $5,000 a month. Good lord. At least this place was cheap. I don't remember how cheap it was, but it was cheap. Fair. I remember so when I like I moved just uh, just under a year ago. But when I was looking, like sometimes you just get bored and you start like you know, on the rental websites that have all the search functions, like I start putting in like weird search, um, you know, parameters. And there are ones where they're like, there's like the cool penthouse type places or whatever. But there's ones where like the apartment is like something like 3000 square feet, but also from like the 1800s. <laughs> Good Lord. <laughs> and they were just... Like I said, a lot of the places just dealt severe mental damage to me. <laughs> Critical just, psychic damage. Just uh, witnessing, witnessing the property. Yeah. Gives you mental damage and you can feel whatever meter is being displayed for the video game that is your life slowly decrease. Oh yeah, like it like literally hurt my brain to to even see some of these places like the new ones are fine but of course there's still a bunch of like older housing in calgary uh even downtown 
in the neighborhood that I'm in, like there's still a lot of less than amazing properties, but there's some real crazy shit out there, I gotta say. So I hope you find something that's not too stupid. <laughs> what are I you think looking in? We'll do okay. Uh, so right now, right now we live around uh, 37th and Richmond Road. Uh, mm-hmm. What is that? Killarney, I think. Yeah, and, you're uh, by Westbrook for sure. I do like this area quite a bit. Uh, yeah. We're going to try to stay roughly in this area. But at the same time, I'm a little bit more flexible in that as long as I'm not too, too far from work or biking, I, I want to be able to bike to work easily still. So that's that's my major requirement. That's fair. But it's it's nice being in an area that's not too far from downtown. Mm-hmm. It really is. For the longest time, I was living in like Oak Tokes, High River for a little bit. Where every time you want to go into Calgary, it doesn't matter where in Calgary you want to go, you're going for quite a drive. Uh, I've never really understood that about people who do like the bedroom community thing. Like, I get that you like the community you live in. I can't take that part away from you, but it's just not. Inco- it's just not convenient for your life. It's not because you spend, you know, almost half a week or more at work. So you're exactly. doing all these things to like justify sort of the rest of your life in terms of its time and effort. And it's really strange to me. Um, like I said, it's not like I don't understand that Calgary is like expensive, for example, or it's not always the most convenient in some other ways. But like living in uh, what is it, Strathmore or Airdrie or Canmore or Okotoks, like... I think those communities are nice, but is it actually worth the effort? I don't Okay, think so. Canmore though. Canmore would be worth it. Other than that though. Well, Canmore you have to be pretty rich <laughs> to live there. So Canmore is its own when you live in I, Canmore, you're there for Canmore, not as a bedroom community. Yeah, I've I've yeah, I think I've mentioned it before. I'm like a 95% sure, but um the median cost of living, uh, not in like thousands of dollars like annually, but the dollar per hour that you should be making apparently is something like 60 bucks an hour. To live in Canmore? Yes. Yeah, that checks out. Like, that makes sense. Yeah, like, I mean, something's factored in, obviously, but like, it's actually the average to do that. And I'm like, that is too much. Or at yeah. least I don't work. I don't. I don't have a good enough job for that yet. Same, same. I don't know how I would make that much money. <laughs> but uh, other things that are really nice is uh, being able to walk to like a grocery store or mm. different kind of of stores like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes, like if I'm going to the grocery store and I need like. A lot of heavy stuff. If I'm going there for like a couple be- uh, jugs of milk or whatever, sure, mm-hmm. driving, okay, makes sense. But if I'm like, man, it's eight thirty on a Tuesday, I want chips. Being able to just stroll down to the store very easily, go there, have the choice of almost every kind of chip that you can buy in Canada. It's so good. 
What a luxury. It is. But is that as it luxurious is a true as a, luxury? As a $6,700 condo per month? <laughs> no. I think not. That is the true luxury. Honestly, if you if you can afford $6,700 a month in rent, uh, I think Maybe you can buy afford a house. to just <laughs> send your butler down. Send your butler down to the store. True. And uh, get it for you, or maybe child. maybe you're a tech bro and you've got like uh, an Amazon subscription for chips, or you have a uh, just a delivery drone that can grab it for you. Yes, yes, makes sense. But yeah, there's a lot oh. of uh, le- you have a lot of options. Hopefully, you have a bit of time, a couple of months. Hopefully, no. So yes. we're not exactly strapped for time, except okay. with the exception that. Well, it's got to be summer or early fall. Okay. So it's like this season, if you will. This summer. We don't want to spend another another winter in this house. It's it's not happening. It's the risk. Well, it I is. hope, uh, like you said, you should be able to find something. Uh, just a matter of exactly where. But even if it's not the exact community you're in now, there's a lot of downtown adjacent communities. So I'm sure you will... Find what works for you. Exactly. Mm. Exactly. And that there but will be Valve, no delays. Yeah. Valve Unlike is Valve. finding uh, things that doesn't work for them. Yeah, they... So here's the thing. I still have my pre-order. I don't know why at this point. I'm just going to give it up, honestly. But I was like just sitting around not doing anything the other day. And I was like, oh, yeah, I pre-purchased something. And that would be like the Steam Deck. And I haven't thought about it in a long time. And I haven't heard any news about it in a long time. <clears throat> and the day that I actually checked it was the day that they actually released some news about it. It was serendipitous. And the news was that they are indefinitely delaying the Steam Dock. Yes, the Steam Deck Dock. Deck Dock. And that, not surprisingly... I think there's going to be some major delays on the actual deck uh, still. So my understanding, I know that news that you were talking about. And yes, the Steam Deck dock uh, is delayed because of uh, supply chain issues. They can't get the parts to actually make them because of what's going on in Shanghai. But uh, to my understanding, it was a completely separate factory and supply chain than the Steam Deck parts itself. Mm-hmm. On top of that, it wasn't as big of a deal because right now, as it is, Thunderbolt display docks, like display connectors, mm-hmm. can already be used with a Steam Deck. So the only thing that Valve is missing out, the only functionally functionality that's missing out is uh, the fact that it's a Valve product and right. that your Steam Deck would like clip into it. Right. Okay, that's not too bad. Although, do they? Is it able to uh, confer controller usability or the controllers are all wireless? So I don't think that's. Uh... Oh wait, no. You're right. Now that I think about it, the Steam Deck doesn't come with controllers. No. So basically, you you would have to supply your own controllers to begin with. Yeah, And I don't think Valve is making any kind of controllers right now. Uh, the old Steam controller 
God, I wish I wish I got the fire sale for one of those for five. Yeah, because it was like five bucks per controller or something, and I think you could exactly. Pick up as many I wanted as one. People, a lot of people did, and they you can probably pick one up for still pretty cheap, to be honest. I don't care anymore. Yeah, honestly, I have I have a PS4 controller, and that's perfect for my PC usage. Mm-hmm. But uh, while I'm still interested in a Steam Deck, uh, because of like, well, I was unemployed for a little while finances are not as strong as they were and i would prefer to replace my car than get a steam deck also moving just costs money yeah that too so it's just a matter of it's a a tiny little luxury gaming pc it's Mm -hmm. really cool and i do want one it probably won't make sense for me to buy one when i'm finally able to so Here's here's something I'm wondering about, and like you might have a little bit more insight into that industry, but something I don't really understand about like so first of all, we know that there is supply supply chain issues. Supply chain issues have been happening since COVID. Uh, obviously, more infamously with like the PS5, for example. However, the Steam is Deck the PS5 being a new real? Product, I still haven't <laughs> seen one. It's like it's it's been out I, for like friends, four years we have friends now that have them, but yeah, they're and I've still never ghost, seen one in my life. Ghost products. <laughs> I don't understand why they so they are they have like three models for the Steam Deck, right? Yeah, I don't really understand why they didn't build up stock instead of just being like, "We've made this now, ship it out." Uh, as far as that goes, I don't have too too much to say on the matter. I think the issue was that, on one hand, Valve legitimately did not know how much demand there would be until that's, they put up, like, the, the reserves, right? That's that's both, like, not entirely true, and, like, I just can't really believe that as a, as a matter of fact, if that may, like But, uh... It's not like they didn't the do any market research, for example. It's not like they thought they were just going to put out a dud product. You know what right. I mean? They they knew that there would be a demand for the Steam Deck. I just don't think that they didn't know how much demand there would be, how much people actually wanted something like that. Whereas uh, that's actually been kind of a running theme for the last couple of years with a lot of products. It doesn't matter... What company is doing what, it seems, they can't make enough for the demand. Uh, Back at the beginning of the pandemic, when Animal Crossing came out, you couldn't buy a Switch. Like, a Nintendo Switch was unobtainium. It was not possible to get. But but that was just because of actual... Like, that was actual popularity. They actually built a stock of them, and they sold out of that stock. Whereas it feels like with the Steam Deck management, product management, or uh, stock management, it just feels like they're almost making them on demand, is what it feels like, which is not a good model for a mass production... Oh, you're um, right. ...you know, piece of hardware. You're absolutely right. Uh, But even things like... uh graphics cards for example they couldn't meet demand there no company could so i think it really is that the supply chain is legitimately that limited 
there was not enough uh, fab space for mm. all of the chips that were being made for Valve to maybe get the custom AMD chips that they're using. Because they are, they mm-hmm. do have a custom AMD uh, APU in the Steam Deck. It's yeah, not and something I know that that's there's... off the shelf. I know there's like major bottlenecks with certain types of technology or certain pieces of hardware. So it's not like I'm unaware of some of the logistics here, but it still feels like, I guess the way I could put it is nobody, like they could have announced the the, the product and like built, I don't know, 2 million systems over a period of the next like two and a half years or some kind of thing and then released it as opposed to we'll make a hundred thousand and sell those and try to make another hundred thousand and sell those you know what i mean i know what you mean and the business part of my brain is saying that's bad for cash flow you don't want to build like even a hundred thousand of them and sit on them for a year there's you no want them way to be out the door immediately. That's but that, that's not, saying one thing for like other companies. If any but company Steam could is do not it, a company, Valve could do it. <laughs> exactly. Valve and Nintendo, is like, one of the richest gaming companies out yes, there. Yes. There's like a few companies in the world when it comes to gaming that literally like print money and Valve is one of them. So I don't know that, if you can really argue that. Like, Valve isn't a publicly traded company. It is a private company. Also true. Gaben owns it, meaning that all us plebs on the outside, we don't get to see their financial statements. While he just sleeps upon a mountain of Steam If they end up spending every extra dollar that they have hoarding Steam Deck hardware, nobody outside the company would realistically know. That's... That's fake. People and they would wouldn't be out. affected either. But like they don't have shareholders that they need to answer to in that regard. They don't have shareholders. So if, if they did that, that that's people weird. would just that's be able to like weird. scratch their chin and be like, hmm, what's Valve doing here? Mm-hmm. They wouldn't be like, oh, Gaben, what are you doing to my company? Mm-hmm. They didn't bankrupt because they didn't make the Half-Life 3 or any of the other games that they could make into a trilogy. They have nobody to answer but to. I, I really do think that's what's going on. Like you're saying that they basically are almost building them to order. They are mm-hmm. building out very small batches. They are emailing people immediately and being like, "Artisanal, you, you wanted a thing. Do you still want the thing? Crafted gaming buy it consoles. right now. Yeah. If you don't buy it right now, we're emailing the next person on the list. And I could have gotten an extra thirty ninety. <laughs> you could have. Yeah. I was going to look that up. Actually, <laughs> GPU prices have really come down right now. And uh, it's tempting. To get a 3090 Ti? Yeah, I know. Hell no, hell no. Uh, <laughs> literally worth more than my car, even right now. <laughs> but I was looking it up. Yeah. And I was thinking, oh, I could get a 3060 Ti or a 3070. They're mm. $500 off right now at Memory Express. Hmm. But again, moving costs coming up. Mm-hmm. Bank account cleared out from unemployment. Uh, mm-hmm. I can't justify it. And on top of that, I was looking at it. They have about 20, 30% better performance on my Vega 64. So if I were to replace my Vega 64 right now, I actually would need to buy 
the high end of either AMD or NVIDIA to make it worth it. I would need like at least a 3080 or a 6800 from from AMD. And even those are still like $1,200, $1,300. I can't justify that. Ugh. I want it, but I don't need it. Honestly, most people can't. I say that because I'm one of those people. <laughs> you look uh, down upon us. You look down and you just say, ah, peasants, the lot of them. I was there once. <laughs> Never again. <laughs> um, you know what I've been doing with my very expensive video card? What have you been doing? Watching anime. You have been filling that 12 gigabyte frame buffer using 24. all those stream processors yes. for your Moe. For an no, not Moe. I don't have anything that's Moe on the deck. But I have, I know you don't really care, but I'm back into a catch up of One Piece. Let's go. I am. Hey, Luffy is Moe. What are you saying? What are you are you insinuating that Monkey D. Luffy is not a, a Moe Mofo? No, he's not. Chopper is though. Little Chopper Tanuki dude. Absolutely um, Tanuki. He's a reindeer. I know, that's the joke. It's an actual joke in the series. People okay, call him okay. a Tanuki all the time, and then they're like, I'm a reindeer. Cue laughter. <laughs> ha ha ha. I am episode 974 out of 1,018. I've My gone through God, about 25 episodes. My God, you caught up. Yeah, it's not that bad. About technically a season's worth, like about 30, uh, 40 episodes or so. So that's not too bad. God damn. Two seasons Impressive. worth, I guess. I, I legitimately hot. don't think I've watched <laughs> 900 episodes of anime in the last... Seven or eight years. Mm, and I, I keep mean, up with things seasonally. I mean... Okay, so I didn't start with One Piece when it started. I need to see when it started and then estimate when I started watching it. Did um, it start late 90s? No, I think it's early 2000s. For, for the Oh, okay. Okay. I think it's about 2000 and I want to say 2003, maybe. Here, let me see. God TV damn. series first came 2003 out. 2003 okay. was almost 20 no, years ago. It did start October 20th, 1999, but I didn't start watching it until about 2003 or 2004. Let's go. I was so right. Long time. And. I mean, obviously, it's 2022, and we're in episode 1,020. Wow, I just realized. So I didn't know One Piece even existed until, like, midway through high school. So that would have been, like, 2003-ish for me. Mm -hmm. So by the time I learned that the manga existed, it already had four years of animation running. And I didn't I... even realize there was an anime until the four kids <laughs> version of it. Yo ho ho, he took a bite of gum gum. <laughs> yeah, pretty, uh, sounds pretty right. I have a lot of things that I, I want to, like, kind of just watch, finish, and then I'll 
banish myself to the land of non-anime again for another like four years. But Are there any l- other series that you're watching right now? Not, I haven't started yet because my focus is on One Piece <laughs> for good reason. You know what? I want to make when sure you've got get that, that many right. episodes ahead of you. Yeah, it's, it's good episodes. to focus all on one. Yeah, but uh, uh, what what awakened this in you? Did did Oda Fest perchance uh, no, awake, reignite I, your love of anime? <clears throat> sorry, kind of yes and no. Not Oda Fest like the uh, at the actual convention. But while we were doing um, some outreach stuff at Calgary Expo, we have like a TV that will play like AMVs on. Ah. And I, wa- I was like in some slower periods, I watched a couple of the AMVs and I'm like, dang, that looks really good. So Nice. Yep. I know that some of the ones I'm going to watch are movies because I want to watch like, I think it's called like Weathering With You. All right. And... I mentioned the other one before. Uh, is it like a silent voice or what is? A silent voice. Uh, there's also, what is it? Your name, I think. I've seen your name. Your name It was like 2016 or something like that. Was it that long ago? Um, <laughs> oh, It no. might be. It might be. Yeah, 2016. Nailed it. Wow. It was 26th. I, I still uh, haven't watched that one, even though it's like <laughs> one of the supposedly one of the best anime movies ever. It's pretty good, but I mean, I don't know if it's really your preferred genre because it's definitely like it's a little bit of fantasy in mostly a slice of life. And it's not that I don't mind that. It's not that I can't enjoy that. But you're right that it's not really your number my bag and I don't usually go out of my way for it. Which yeah. is why I still haven't seen it. I think that's basically the same thing that is, uh, what is it, Anohana? I don't know if you've... Uh, I've heard of Anohana. Heard of I might watch it. I know it's probably in my wheelhouse. I just don't know if I can... And again, I, I don't know if I like, can... I, I hear it hurts, and I don't know if exactly. I want to I'll, I'll hurt I've for a movie, but I don't want to hurt for a season. I've heard nothing of but good things about Anohana. But again, it's just like, you know what? Maybe if they got hit by a truck and went to another world. Where's the Anohana in another Whereas world? I'm mostly oh, skipping out on uh, isekais. I mean, that's the correct thing to do. Yeah. I, I might everyone watch some like, food likes anime. Isekai, everyone who likes isekai will always tell you that isekai is trash. Is a mistake. Isekai is a mistake, and I understand. And so that. am I. But yeah, I think I'll I'll probably try and find some food related anime. Like uh, I think it's like Restaurant to Another World. So that actually had a second season. Uh, oh god! I think it was last year. I can't remember if it was last year or earlier this year. Mm-hmm. I I could not. I could. So the thing about Restaurant to Another World. Is that as a premise, I thought it was really cool. Mm-hmm. I actually really liked the character designs, the mm-hmm. art direction. The animation wasn't always great, but it mm-hmm. looked good enough that uh, that you didn't really mind. Mm-hmm. Uh, the dialogue, the story just was so mind-numbingly boring, usually. 
I, I, I really sad. hate to say this. Like, Restaurant to Another World is a great anime to have on, like, a second monitor. Something that you're not actively paying attention to. Something mm-hmm. that just takes up your peripheral vision. Mm-hmm. What I'm missing that I would probably like to watch, and the closest I can think of is maybe, like, an Agretsuko sort of show. I kind of want, like, an Azumanga-type show yes. to watch. I'll probably, like... Again, not really related. I'll probably watch Cells at Work Black. Um, and I need to yeah, pick that back up because I did enjoy it, but I only yeah. watched like three episodes. But yeah, I just can't think of a like just purely like like not slice of life, like comedy kind of show that Azumanga the, uh, is. Have you seen Nichi Joe? I've heard about Nichi Joe. I think I start. I I tried to watch it years ago because Nichi Joe is like ten years old now at this point. It's really old at this point. Yeah, like but it's, like I tried to watch a it a little show. bit. It's just that I think I didn't really vibe with like the first couple of episodes, and I know there's some like it's got moments, but I'm hoping for a show that does better than just moments. Then I have one other show for you, but it's also pretty old. Uh, I don't mind the so age of Daily it. Lives. I just watch. Daily, Daily Lives, Lives of High School Boys. I can't remember if it came out a year before or after Nichi Joe of High uh, School so Boys. The Japanese, yeah. The 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 Danshi Kokose Japanese no Nichijou. title. Danshi Kokose no Nichi Joe. Oh God, I loved that show. That one. It is the kind of slapstick humor right. that you as a person would remember engaging in back in high school. I might watch it. I... Daily Lives of High School Boys is weaponized nostalgia. Another one that I really miss that I haven't met that like, or sorry, I haven't seen that has met the same sort of vibe is uh, School Rumble. Oh, like School like, Rumble I've, I've was around back Rumble. when I was in high school. Yeah, I watched I all of School Rumble. It. There's not a show that I've seen since that matches the vibe of School Rumble. I would recommend School Rumble a lot. I know it's super old, but like it's like I, I honestly believe that you would love it. You I might probably love it. Would. You might love it a little bit less now, just because of like maybe some stylistic stuff, but like. Had you watched it in high school, in the time that I watched it in high school, you would like we would be gushing over it right now. Ah, oh, like I oh, can guarantee I wish. you. The the one issue back in high school was that the internet was very very slow, mm. and uh, the piracy just did not. It was much harder to sail the seas <laughs> back then. <laughs> And while it's I understand, true. I understand we're not supposed to be talking about that on podcast. 20 years ago was a different time. Uh, most anime piracy was literally the only way to watch it. That's I'm pretty true. sure School it's Rumble at one true. point did get a North American release. I will say that but technically back when I was speaking, in high school, it absolutely did not. I will say that technically speaking, Odafest was born from piracy in the sense that's that... That's how anime clubs worked back then. Yeah. Anime clubs, the Oda, the Oda, uh University 
anime club uh uh oh my god dedicated otaku uh anime club they the stories that i've heard because it's like 10 years before my time the stories i've heard were like you know they're burning uh uh cassette tapes and dvds and downloading off of like from chat room networks and stuff like that like but this is also a time where um you know Nothing even close to Crunchyroll existed. Nothing even close to back in the mid nineties. Like anime, anime fan was subs? yeah. Nobody was gonna fan sub anything. The, they did exist actually, but yeah, but like for like three shows, you literally traded VHS tapes with people. Yes, and, and you would them. like tape them onto your own VCR and yes. such. So like it was oh Violet Evergarden. I need to watch Violet. Oh, Violet Evergarden is great. I could have watched it in Japan. It was on during the time, but I didn't go. But I didn't visit Kyoto any. So, I mean, Violet Evergarden is an exceptionally beautiful anime. It's really good. I would say absolutely watch it. If you are on vacation to Japan, go enjoy Japan. Don't sit around watching an anime you can watch at any given point in time. Um, (laughs) I mean, unless you go to like. (laughs) see a movie in Japan, in theaters in Japan. That's one thing. But if you're, like, in your hotel room being like, oh, time to go watch some Violet Evergarden. Yeah, no. I'm sorry. Go outside. <laughs> go outside and just, in, you are in Japan. What are you doing? I also <laughs> wanted to watch the Evangelion movies. That's probably the last Oh, absolutely. Okay. Thing. Yeah. Just remember. I, I love them. I don't remember. I don't. I should say, the last one, Rebuild 4.0, I did not understand. If I find someone who I talk to and they say, oh, yes, I understood Evangelion 4.0 intrinsically on my first watch through, I would slap them and call them a liar. (laughs) Like, you can watch the other three movies directly before. You could have a photographic memory of everything that happened. You still would not completely understand the fourth movie. That's okay. I've watched proper Evangelion maybe like three times. And I probably understand even less now because I'm old and I've forgotten much of the plot. But I also would say that um, I didn't gain that much more understanding every time I watched. <laughs> every time same. I completed it. So Very it's much okay. Same. And at the same time, I loved watching it nonetheless. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just, it is actually the end of Evangelion that we were promised 20 years ago with right. end of Evangelion. But yeah, I think that's my little list of shows, a couple of movies. Uh, I wouldn't call the Evangel. I know the Evangelion series is movies, are movies, but I'm counting it as just like long OVA series type feel. And then, yeah, a couple of series and see if there's anything else I can find. I'm really hoping to find a good comedy series, just something lighthearted. But I don't think they make shows like that anymore. So it's okay. They're very few and far between. Yeah. All right. But I've talked about enough anime. And we're going to talk about anime for the next episode. So, And episodes of the YodaFest podcast are not few and far between. Exactly. So we will see you again next week yes for the actual last episode of the season (laughs) 
And then episodes will be far between. For a few months. Bye. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs>